0: Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people, present Raise the Roof every fourth Wednesday of the month. We advocate for affordable, secure and appropriate housing. So listen up every fourth Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 on 3CR 855 on your AM dial.
1: Uh, That's right. This is the Housing for the Aged Action Group show. Uh, My name's Shane. I'll be with you for the next half an hour. Thanks very much to Renegade Economists uh, for the show again. Uh, Look, guys, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I have to start us off with some terrifying, terrifying news this week. Uh, It's an article from the Herald Sun uh, from just the other day. The headline is Rental Law Overhaul Concerns Landlords. Victorian landlords fear growing risks may force them to sell their retirement nest eggs as the state government moves to overhaul renting laws. Flag changes include removing no-pet clauses, adopting five-year leases, introducing minimum standards, and restricting rental increases to once a year. Uh, I'm sure all of our listeners will agree that's a truly terrifying slate of reforms contemplated by the Andrews government. Uh, The Herald Sun goes on, the proposed reform has been welcomed by tenants and industry groups. However, investors fear the move could leave them on the hook for thousands of dollars in maintenance costs and remove safeguards against dodgy tenants. Uh, Noel 58, who has two properties in Melbourne West, Melbourne's West, said it was frustrating. I just see more and more risk, he told the Herald Sun. As a landlord, I would be very concerned about having a rental property in Victoria. I would definitely be looking in a different jurisdiction. Uh, he warned the changes would increase the number of rental cases put before VCAT and said it appeared the government was attempting to push the public housing sector onto private investors. Uh, The Victorian government unveiled a range of proposed changes this month following a year-long review of the Residential Tenancies Act. Now, look, I'm sure we can agree with him about some things. I'm sure that many of our listeners uh, will be considering moving their investment property portfolio to another jurisdiction uh, now that Victoria is so wildly uh, shifting in favour of the rights of tenants. Uh, Perhaps not. Perhaps not all of our listeners are in that demographic. Uh, One thing that I think we can agree with him about is where he says uh, the government attempting to push the public housing sector onto private investors. I think there's a lot of truth in that. The historical way that the state government provided for decent uh, housing conditions for low and middle income workers uh, was to provide public housing. Uh, We know perfectly well that they do not want to do that anymore. Um, there's been a lot of moves to, to sort of politicise and reinvigorate that issue over the last few years, uh, with groups like uh, Defend and Extend Public Housing and the Bendigo Street Occupations, who've done some really fantastic work. But still, the government, the last thing the government wants to do is public housing. They hate it. I'm not quite sure why, but, you know, we can speculate on that. But so, if public housing isn't going to provide for the needs, the needs, not the desires, the needs of low- and middle-income workers, they are going to have to Uh, push that off onto someone else. And the proposals here, some of them do seem to try and shift that burden towards private landlords. Uh, I think we've all seen just how well the private system can provide for low and middle income uh, workers. Uh, If you walk around the Melbourne CBD, uh, if the police haven't pushed them all off already, you'll see exactly how well it's providing for people. But look, we'll talk some more about that a little later. I'm going to have Yale Caspi, the Tenants Union Policy Officer, on to talk about uh, some more detail about what those changes might mean or what the options paper might mean but in the meantime let's hear a song uh, while i wind down a bit after a bit of a, a bit of a rant there um we're going to hear from troy casser with i love this place we're calling all sovereign peoples and supporters to gather in melbourne on invasion day
0: join us on the steps of parliament house 11 a.m thursday the 26th of january
1: We'll lay flowers in memory of our ancestors, hear speeches, and march through the CBD. If
0: 2016
1: showed us anything, it's that the fight for Aboriginal rights
0: is far from over. From the disgraceful human rights abuses in Dondale, to the continuing exploitation of Indigenous labour, to the ongoing fights amongst mining operations and nuclear dumps on Aboriginal land, 2016 will stand as one of the most regressive years in the country's history. Join the call for a treaty, now.
1: 11 AM, Invasion Day, 26th of January. Steps of Parliament, we'll see you there.
0: Always was, always will be Aboriginal land and Aboriginal law. You can come and
1: wave your flag. It don't mean a thing to me. The no, witches don't mean a thing. Songs of our time, teachers of our stories. Let it be written in the maze. The survival of a culture is the reason that we made it.
0: Join 3CR for our Invasion Day broadcast on January 26th. Tune into 3CR between 11am and 4pm for our treaty now special broadcasts. Always was, always will be. Aboriginal land and Aboriginal law.
1: Yeah, I hope to see many uh, HAG members and supporters down at the Invasion Day rally this Thursday. Uh, But right now, I am joined by uh, Yael Caspi, the Policy Officer from the Tenants Union. Uh, Thanks for coming and joining us, Yael. Thanks for having me. Great. Um, Can you tell us a bit about what what is the RTA review that's going on at the moment, and specifically, what is the options paper that's just come out?
0: Yes, sure. So the Residential Tenancies Act review is um, a piece of work that Consumer Affairs Victoria is undertaking. So the Residential Tenancies Act, or the RTA, is you know the major piece of legislation that outlines the protections that tenants have and also their obligations. It hasn't really been had an extensive review since 1997, and since then we know the rental market has changed significantly, and we have a lot more people living in the rental market um, and. For long periods of time, people living into retirement and still in in the private rental market. Mm -hmm. So, Consumer Affairs have undertaken this review to really look at that piece of legislation. It's um, quite an extensive piece of work, it's been going for 18 months already and um, just now we've entered the third stage and that was the release of an options paper that puts out um, a large number of options that outline potential reform ideas for um, the RTA.
1: Okay, so the Herald Sun reported the other day that uh, that tenant groups love this, but that landlords are worried they're going to lose their investment properties and have to, I don't know, retire on on beds of onions or something. Um, From the Tenants Union's point of view, is the options paper overall good or bad for tenants?
0: Yes, that's an interesting question because that's definitely the... um what we've been hearing from the Andrews government that they're looking to make things fairer and safer for tenants and The trouble is that that's not really what we're seeing in the detail when you look at the options that are being put forward and particularly around security of tenure which is really sort of their headline issue that they want to address. We actually think that the options that are being put forward would probably significantly decrease security of tenure and particularly for vulnerable and disadvantaged tenants.
1: Well, security of tenure has already always been one of the biggest issues that that HAG's been pushing. Can you tell us some more about what what sort of options they're looking at in in that area?
0: Yes, so the options that we're really concerned about um, are looking at a number of areas, um, but particularly looking at the breach of duty process and the way that evictions happen if a tenant does breach one of their duties. Um, So the options that are being suggested really do look like they'll result in an increase in unfair and unnecessary evictions and make the whole process quicker and easier for um, landlords to regain possession of their properties. Um, So with the breach of duty process at the moment there's sort of a three strikes um, process. So if you breach one of the minor duties like uh, maintaining the property in good repair sorry, not in good repair, keeping it reasonably clean, that's the one that's (laughs) the the responsibility of the tenant. So keeping the property reasonably clean um, at the moment, you have the, um, I guess, the safeguard safeguard that you would need to breach that three times before the landlord would be able to um, evict you for that. Um, But they're looking at, I guess, reducing that and broadening it out so it would be quicker and easier to do it um, So for those sort of... um, minor minor or um, sorry minor duties um, but one of the really concerning things coupled with that is that they're looking um, at changing the way that additional terms in tenancy agreements are enforced so what we know is that real estate agents and landlords often put in quite unreasonable terms into tenancy agreements and the bargaining power is um, in such a way that the landlord does have more bargaining power and so often a tenant, you know, you need a home so they're likely to sign up to, you know, whatever's in that tenancy agreement and often there can be, you know, quite outrageous terms in there like you can't hang your washing on your balcony, you can't turn your heater on even though you have one in the house um, or you can't keep the washing machine going when you're out of the property, things like that. So. What they're saying is that the breach of duty process would apply to terms like that as well. So it's um, something that we think would be quite concerning and also make tenants a lot more vulnerable to retaliatory evictions.
1: Mm. Uh, all right. Is there anything else that's particularly bad from the from your point of view about the, the options?
0: Um, there's a number of areas that we're concerned about. So privacy is one that... Um, the tenants union is particularly concerned about with the options being put forward, um, particularly around if you're living in a property that is being, or in the process of being sold um, by the landlord. So it, the options put forward are reducing the tenants' current rights to quiet enjoyment, um, particularly around open house inspections and also getting your possessions photographed um, for the use of sales campaigns.
1: Uh, All right. Well, is there anything? Is there any? Are there any positives in the options paper? Anything that that looks to be improving for tenants?
0: There are some pretty good options in there as well, um, particularly around so minimum standards for health and safety and efficiency. There's some good options to implement a system of minimum standards which doesn't currently apply to. Rental properties in Victoria, so that's something that we think would be really um, positive and ensure that everyone has, you know, safe and healthy homes that they're living in.
1: Yeah, I think people are often quite surprised to realise that there aren't any minimum any minimum standards at all for a rental property at the moment.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. It's pretty outrageous. You know, almost any sort of consumer good has some type of minimum standard, but not rental housing for some reason. Um, so we think that one would be very positive, and there's also Some recommendations, or options rather, around better enforcement of um, repairs. We know that you know that's a very common issue that tenants um, experience when they're wanting to get repairs done, and and it's quite difficult um, often to get those done. So there's some pretty interesting measures, including um, a, a landlord maintenance bond, which would mean that there would just be some money that the landlord would have to put aside at the beginning of the tenancy that would be sitting there that they could potentially use um, to undertake repairs.
1: Well, that would be nice because at the moment it's it's the interest on tenants bonds that pays for the tribunal that, that has the main function of evicting tenants. This way at least the, the, the interest on the landlord bond could probably pay to evict tenants rather than tenants paying for it themselves.
0: Yes, that's right. And then, you know, tenants bonds could go towards something else that might actually assist tenants.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy idea isn't it? Yes. Um, Alright, so what's the process from here for the review and how can people sort of get more informed or get involved if they want to have their own say?
0: Yes, so Consumer Affairs is seeking responses to the options paper. Um, the timeline for that is the 10th of February, the um, submission deadline. Um, if people are wanting to write a, a submission they're able to go to the website which is fairer safer housing vic gov au slash renting mm-hmm. and on that website there's also a number of discussion boards that are on sort of particular topics that is a bit more of an accessible way to get your voice um, heard in this so if you hop on there often There's some pretty outrageous comments that landlords um, throw around, so definitely welcome any tenants to get their voices into those discussions.
1: All right. Um, Thanks very much for joining us, Yale. Um, I hope that we'll see some good outcomes from this review, and I'm sure that all our listeners appreciate the work that the Tenants' Union's been doing on this. Great. Thanks, Shane. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. We're going to go straight into another song. Uh, We're going to hear now from Julia Fernandez with Feeling You.
0: Come to the rally against the Centrelink debt recovery scheme at 12.30 on the 31st of January at the State Library in Melbourne. The government has unleashed a flawed debt recovery scheme. Thousands of past and present Centrelink clients have been told to pay debts they don't owe. This has been a highly distressing experience for the people affected. We all need to stand up to this attack and demand the scheme be scrapped. Come and join the rally at 12.30 on the 31st of January at the State Library corner of Swanson and La Tribe Streets, Melbourne. Visit the Facebook page. Dignity, not debt. End a Centrelink debt debacle. Spread the word and we'll see you there. Organised by the Australian Unemployment Workers Union.
1: Hasn't that been shameful, all that Centrelink debt garbage? The, uh, you know the government the ministers keep saying that the the program's working as it's intended to and I think at a certain point you have to take them at their word and say well okay if this is what it's in how it's intended to work then you know it's not about recovering legitimate debts so you know so-called taxpayers dollars that they're so concerned about when it goes to to welfare recipients and so indifferent to when they're spending it on private jets uh, what th- what the program is really about is con- continuing the the long-term more or less bipartisan policy of harassing and terrorizing uh, unemployed people and other welfare claimants. Uh, but that's that's not really what we're talking about today. We've been talking about uh, the Residential Tenancies Act review. This is a major review uh, that's going to set the terms for renting in Victoria for a long time to come. Uh, the one thing that I'd like to emphasize, one thing that I think is pretty concerning in the review paper, one of the options, uh, or several of the options, in fact, that I think are, are really dangerous for older renters in particular, uh, is the suggestion that it could become a duty Uh, to pay your rent on time. Now the system at the moment is, as as many of you probably know, if your rent's 14 days late in a a residential tenancy in Victoria, then the landlord can give you 14 days notice to vacate. Now what people may not know is that at the end of that 14 days, it's not necessarily you out on your ear. Uh, If it goes to the tribunal after that, if they take you to the tribunal after that, the tribunal will try and put a payment plan in place that will let you stay. Now, for a lot of people, that's not that helpful because the real problem with rental affordability is that people can't afford the rent. It's not that they need more time to pay it. It's that you know, new start is inadequate. The pensions inadequate. That you know, wages, you know, real wages are, are depressed. Uh, wage growth is sluggish. Housing prices, housing affordability, are an absolute nightmare. These are the real problems. But. If you can show that there's not going to be loss to your landlord, you've figured out a way that you can pay them back, you can pay it back over time, uh, whatever it might be, then the tribunal won't evict you. What this new system would say is that regardless of whether you pay back the landlord or not, even if there's no financial loss to the landlord whatsoever, uh, they could still evict you uh, if your rent was late on, on, on multiple occasions. It really shifts things away from a system now where eviction is is treated in some respects Uh, as about preventing a a loss to the landlord, which, you know, you can sort of understand uh, as much as we would like to abolish the private rental system altogether, you know, as long as there are private landlords, they do need to avoid some level of financial uh, loss, detriment. Uh, But the new system, it's not about protecting landlords, it's about punishing renters. And in a number of respects, that seems to be the direction of some of the changes and some of the options that are being discussed as part of the RTA review. Now, if you're interested in what we've been saying about that, or if if you'd like to be engaged, like to learn some more, like to have your say, uh, HAG will be having a meeting uh, next week on the 1st of February. Uh, That's at Ross House, 247 Flinders Lane, Melbourne. Uh, If you're a HAG member... uh, even if you're not know a HAG member, if you're interested, especially if you're an older older renter, um, we'd love for you to come in, learn some more about what's going on with the RTA review, uh, about HAG's response to it, uh, and also get your feedback about what what you think is the most imp- what are the most important things uh, for us to be emphasising in our response to that review. Uh, again, that's two forty seven Flinders Lane, Melbourne, in Ross House. Uh, give us a call. Uh, if you'd like to come, uh, we'll be providing afternoon tea. Uh, the meeting is from 1 until 3. I think I think you should call us up and check. Uh, you should also call us up uh, if you're an older Victorian in, in rental or some other kind of housing and you need to talk about your housing future. Uh, maybe because the rent is too high, maybe because the landlord won't do repairs or he's given you a notice to vacate, whatever it might be. If you've got a problem with your housing, you're over 55 in Victoria, uh, please give us a call and we'll see if there's something that we can do to help you out. Uh, our number, 9654-7389. Uh, I'll say that again in one second. Uh, our website, if you'd like more information about HAG or to read some of our submissions to earlier stages of the RTA review uh, or other uh, fascinating research and, and publications on the HAG website is oldertenants.org.au. A uh, phone number, one more time, 9654-7389. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'm going to leave you now. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. We're going to go out with a song. This is A Promise by Madison Collier. Enjoy.